Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I'm joined by three of my buddies. I'm excited to get uh, around the table here and see how everyone's day has been. Let me start. With my buddy who's going to be here uh, when this episode drops, he'll be here in like five days. And so I'm excited to uh, hang out with him. It's always fun when he comes to town. That is the great Mr. Mike. What's up, man? What's up, man? How are you? I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, I got a busy weekend of work headed uh, the next couple of days. Uh, Laura and I were just out doing some uh, last, well, not say last minute, but last minute for us because we try and get done early with our Christmas shopping. Um, the girls are, you know, out for the night, so we were down. It's very convenient because we live very close to the Tanger outlets over here, so it's nice to just mm. pop in over there and grab some stuff. I mean, it's literally, you know, five minutes away from us. So uh, when you live in an area where there's a lot of tourism, there tends to be a lot of places for shopping. So did us well, and we were able to get some stuff picked up tonight and some groceries on the way home and that's pretty much it i will be working most of the weekend i'm certainly looking forward to my short week next week and more importantly hanging out with you next weekend it's gonna be so much fun man we're gonna we're gonna have a, a boys day of fun on saturday we're still gonna watch uh goodfellas over the weekend yeah we're gonna watch oh, okay, goodfellas perfect. we're gonna sit um, we're gonna sit upstairs watch goodfellas <laughs> it's gonna be great that's going to take me at least an hour to log in and figure out how to play it like it did at, uh, at Universal Unleashed Knights of Fear event, you know, uh, all that good stuff. So, no, it'll be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm glad to see that you're getting that Christmas shopping knocked out already. You're ahead of me yeah. in that uh, in that that little bit of stuff. Um, let me go to Joe, the great Joe Q. What is up, man? What's up, man? It's been a it's been a little bit of a crazy week at work and with life, but uh, I've I've got my own bachelor pad here, man. Jen's out of town for the NASCAR banquet in Nashville, so I got the the house to myself for the next couple of days. But I've done a good deed. Um, I've gone and put up the Christmas tree for a surprise her, put all the lights Ooh. outside. So I'm trying to be the good husband, you know. Uh, so it frees up my weekend because um, Dave would know this. Uh, we are breaking out of our Florida cold spells to be 81 here in Daytona Beach, uh, probably 85 in Orlando, right, Dave? So it's gonna be uh, a beautiful weekend ahead of us so uh trying to get some stuff done so i can relax watch a little football this weekend and maybe play a little golf so uh looking forward to the weekend but good to be on the show with you guys tonight uh yeah joe you and i just recorded a split stays we got into uh the universal properties sure for the first time did a, talked about dockside in the suites um and we were chatting over there that yeah it's nice it's going to even here in charleston south carolina it's going to be in the mid 70s uh upper 70s this week and so uh excited i'm actually gonna get out tomorrow riley has a uh, not like a half day. I don't even know why they do this. She gets out like two hours early. And so when she gets out, we're going to go golfing. We're going to go play nine holes tomorrow. But uh, it'll be fun, man. It'll get some outside time in December. You can't beat that, you know, in the yeah, short sleeves. Fresh air. And, it's good for you, man. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, speaking of somebody who loves some outside time, I don't know if you really do or not. I'm just saying that. The great Dave, uh, Aussie Dave. What's up, man? Great segue. Great segue. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I. Facts I, are optional, I, dude. Yeah. Facts are optional, okay? I do indeed. Um, and yeah, let's talk about outside because um, Florida does this thing every single year. And every year it happens. Everybody freaks out because we get just this little twinge of near cold. And then everybody's like, oh my goodness, winter's coming. And then it goes, I just get in and then we go back to 80s which takes us through until like new years and then it actually gets a little chilly in january yeah. um but every year everybody always freaks out thinking oh my goodness it's happening uh, no uh it's never like that so uh we've just gone through that we had some evenings that got to 44 it was here last night um which is which is chilly like it's it's quite brisk at that so um but yeah we'll be back at 80 in a couple of days so it's fine um joe you and i we have something in common we do what is that besides the show very different in the way that the commonality happens because my wife is also out of town this weekend 
Uh, she left this morning. We are recording okay. Thursday evening. But that just means that I am now doing school drop-offs and getting to work. Uh, fortunately, I have grandma helping with some pickups. Um, and then I come home from work and then have to go into doing all of those things that my incredible wife usually does. So I'm uh, uh, steering the ship and also trying to work as many hours as possible uh, while she's away. Um, she's working, uh, she's in Columbus, Ohio, of all places. Oh, gosh, yeah. I spent a ton of time there, Dave. You okay. So apparently I, I guess won. I shouldn't say that. You might have a big Columbus. Yeah, how many listeners do we have in Columbus? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, Columbus, Ohio listeners are going to come out there like, Justin, you suck. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's in Columbus, Ohio for the weekend. There's um, an event happening there and she's helping out uh, with some talent handling uh, that she has been picking up some work doing, which is kind of fun. So she's doing that. And um and that just means that I also have to worry about the arrival of somebody this evening because it is November 30th tonight, um, which means when I go to bed, I also have to check in to see whether an elf has arrived. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll say elves, this, Dave. Um, I'm still visiting a, us too, Dave. Okay. But Dave, I'll say this. Be a great dad and your daughters will be like, Mommy, Daddy was awesome to us. You know, he was great. And then you'll... You know, you'll score some points with Melanie. So yeah, but then she'll then she'll think I'm fine and she'll go away more often. And I'm definitely not. <laughs> like... Hey, a couple things. I'm going to hijack this conversation. Yeah, jump in. One, take them to a water park. Nothing can go wrong if Melanie's out of town. It'll be fine. <laughs> I lost them the last time that happens. Yes, you well, certainly I only did. lost one of them. Anyway, yes, and then she called Melanie while. <laughs> while on a cruise, yes. and poor Melanie is freaking out. It's fine. Uh. Two, we have to tell a story really quickly because I get a phone call from you and you are in hysterics laughing like crazy because a text that was meant for me accidentally went to a someone else that sometimes performs at Epcot during food and wine. Oh, uh, are we telling this have story? You guys know this sto- Do you guys know this story yet? Nope, I don't know. All yet. right, so hold speak on. on. Okay, so we need to go back. Um, did we post <laughs> this, this a in... couple weeks ago? And it we just haven't a chance to talk about it. We yeah. haven't. I forgot about this story. Um, did we post this in the? I think we did. We post it in the standard group. I don't know. Let me double check. I got to figure what out. What was it? I don't even remember what it, it was. was. Unicorn. I don't. Oh, okay. It was unicorn. Got you. Now. It was the. So I'll give some background on that. Yeah. So. My nieces were coming in from West Virginia to visit for Thanksgiving. And so Riley, we ordered Riley a uh, kit to where she could do face paint. And so she could do face paint on them. She could face paint on herself. So she wanted to practice before they got here. So one night, um, we all went to Mexican. I had a nice margarita. And then we came home and Riley said, Dad, can I practice on you? And I said, of course you can. Let's go. So she got out her face paint stuff and she made me into a unicorn. So then Dave FaceTimed me. And when he FaceTimed me, I was a beautiful, budding unicorn. I was, I was incredible. I was spreading my wings. And I, wait, unicorns have wings? Sure. They, they, yeah, they wings. Oh, well, Pegasus do. A Pegasus. They then fly. I was growing my horn. I don't know. I don't know uh. what to say. Uh, but anyway, it was, uh, I, I had on face paint, and Dave was quite a taken aback, but I don't I think was. he was really that shocked that, no, uh, not that at it all. was that way. So I didn't, I think I posted it in the patron family. So, um, but I have photos, evidence of this interaction. However, here's what happened in the middle of that conversation. You two are going to love this because um, that same night was the night that Trolls was released um, at the movie theaters. The new Trolls movie just came out. And so I was, uh, so I went to the movies and we wanted to take my daughters to see it. Uh, as soon as it came out, they're big Trolls fans, always have been since the first movie was released. So uh, we uh, got a few of their friends together and we all went and we all sat together in a giant movie theater in relaxing chairs and the parents all sat in one row and the kids sat in front of us and it was absolute bedlam and a whole lot of fun. And then in the middle of it, I took a picture of the screen, I snapped it so as not to disturb other people. And I sent it to uh, a friend of mine, somebody who I've uh, had the great fortune of um, meeting through my old job. And, and, um, and I said, hey, I'm watching 
uh, the Trolls movie, and there's a boy band on the screen. And so I took a picture because one of the boy band providers in that scene was Joey Fatone. And so I sent this message to Joey Fatone. So I had this sitting as one of my recently um, conducted conversations, and I got a I got a text message from Justin saying that he is having his face painted. And so I quickly jumped in and responded, are you a tiger or a mermaid? But I sent that text message to the one and only Joey for time. <laughs> in sync. Oops, just no big deal. It's just uh, one of the members of NSYNC. And, um, and he responded, what? And so then I had to explain that one of my very well-adjusted and adult friends was getting his face painted by a bunch of teenage girls. Um, and so did you I, send him the picture too? I, I think you sent I the did. picture. Yeah. I ended up sending him the picture of you as a unicorn. Um, I think I then sent him a follow-up text message explaining what was happening. I sent him one that said, follow-up, it was a unicorn. And then I sent the picture to him. So uh, <laughs> he was updated on Justin's uh, face painting shenanigans. I love that somewhere there's a member of NSYNC who I saw back in 1999 <laughs> at Rupp Arena. <laughs> Uh, with a picture wow. on his cell phone of me with a face of a unicorn. That makes me so happy. I can't even begin to tell you. So we've been holding that story. We've been meaning to, but we were we did our live, we did our patron live event. We couldn't tell it there. We were we were kind of rushed through with that, doing a lot of trivia, fun stuff over there. So I thought next episode we do, we gotta knock this out. Um before we get into our topic really quickly, episode uh, 323 just dropped. Very special episode. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Terry Jones from over at Basecamp. She's the president and uh, founder of Basecamp. Go check that episode out. It's about 45 minutes long. We get into uh, Basecamp, everything that they do, the incredible stories. It is both emotional and fun. Um, that was a great 45 minutes with her and shows you why you should uh, you know, have that generous spirit and donate anything you can or share that link. Uh, Basecamp.org backslash DDP, the number four BC. That's DDP number four bc so uh check that out and uh, definitely go over there and donate anything you can as we try to raise fifteen thousand dollars for these incredible kids now that got me to thinking okay we've been wanting to do an episode kind of like this for a long time and that is the fact that not every villain i think is a villain okay villains can be good guys too and so tonight we will each Take one villain we have selected, and we are going to defend this Disney villain and explain why they are actually good guys or could be portrayed as good guys. Now, let me give you a definition of a villain. A villain is a deliberate scoundrel. I love that word. Love it. A deliberate scoundrel. Oh, isn't that good? You're a scoundrel. I think that's what I'm going to use for now on if somebody, like, you know, makes me mad. You scoundrel you. Mm, I'll show them. Yeah. Uh, a deliberate scoundrel or criminal. Okay. I'm excited to get into this. I do know what you guys chose. We, we did talk about it prior. So I am going to start with Mike. Uh, I'm going to start with you, buddy. Take me through who you selected and tell me why in the world uh, you don't think they're a villain, and then we'll give you our opinions on if you're correct or not. So the person that I selected, obviously you know about it because I put it in the chat, but the person that I went with, and I think that he gets a bad rap only because of his personality. And I think personality doesn't make him a villain. Personality just makes him unlikable to certain people, but a villain, that's kind of a stretch. And the person that I went with was Gaston. You know, I'm a huge Beauty and the Beast fan. I, I actually love the movie, but I kind of feel for the guy. You know, uh, yes, he was very full of himself, but, you know, Having an ego like that, he believed that such a beautiful girl should be his. And, you know, he really wanted to go out of his way to make sure that, you know, she was the one. That's what he wanted. He had so many women in the village that were fawning for him, you know, because he was such a good-looking, strapping guy. And, uh, you know, he still wanted the one girl. He could have had any girl that he wanted, and he, you know, stuck to his guns and, and did that. Uh, you know, in the movie, Belle's father said what an evil, monstrous beast would be and that he would, uh, you know, that he was just an evil person. He actually kidnapped Belle. So here's a guy with a love of his life, you know, the girl that he loves gets kidnapped by a beast, you know, obviously. And, uh, you know, he, he only had eyes for her. And just because, you know, we don't like the way he's 
pompous and you know his his personality and his you know famous song but i think he was just sadly misunderstood for a guy that was madly in love um you know i mean and the beast really if you think at it he he was just kind of looking for a, a girl to break the curse you know any girl could have walked in that you know that castle and that could have broke the curse and he would have been back to a normal person so i think he just kind of fell into luck with bell um you know he, he uh, would have taken anything that would have gotten him out of that all right wow. dave take it away what do you wow, think? My, well, Mike took it a step further. Mike not only came out in defense of Gaston, he also threw the beast under a bus and made sure the back <laughs> wheels hit him on the way through. Like, wow. Roadkill. Um, right. Um, I mean, I, I see Mike's point. Mike raises some... Uh, I mean, he's still... He's still, like murderously tried to like and he'd been rebuffed by bell by the time this this happened like he'd already been told no um that that wasn't an option when he decided to yes um have his have her father thrown in a mental asylum um until she was willing to give in uh, he also, she, he'd also, she'd said no by the time he decided to create a mob and go on a, on a hunting mission into the woods to burn, um, this, this enchanted castle basically to the ground. Um, he went completely scorched earth. Um, so, so there's definitely some points for and against, but I do, I do see, um, and when I'll, I'll admit when Mike first put it in the chat, I was like, wow, you're, you're, you're going to come out in defensive guest on, but I, I see your points. Like I I'm trying to come at this, uh, this whole episode with an open mind. So Joe. He, he, you know, he was a hunter, you know, and he right. was trying to save the village. Okay. And, you know, if he thought the beast was going to destroy the village, that's, you know, you got to protect your people. Mm. Joseph. So. I'm going to refer to Mike as counselor now because you just made a really good argument uh, in court here. But it's funny. Um, Mike was making his argument. And for some reason, what he was kind of referring to, you know, the, the whole story with Gaston is uh, I'm going to be probably the only Disney podcaster to equate Beauty and the Beast to Revenge of the Nerds. Okay? I've never seen it. You've never seen Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, my God. No. So Gaston kind of reminds Wait, now me. Now we're going to have to have of, another conversation of, about movies yes, Justin hasn't but, seen. So Gaston kind of reminds me of Stan, quarterback of the football team, Alpha Betas. He's dating Betty, the head cheerleader. And then, you know, the beast is kind of like Lewis, you know, from the Lambdas. And like all of a sudden, he's supposed to have Betty. He's supposed to have the prettiest girl at school. He's supposed to marry her. And it, it's kind of like the same thing. So I could kind of like, and I felt for Stan kind of at the end of Revenge of Nerds because he lost, you know, Betty to a nerd. And it's kind of like the same thing where... Gaston was supposed to, you know, have Bell, and like it's it didn't work out. So, uh, my great argument because that's the first thing that came to mind. Don't know why, but it's one of my favorite '80s movies. Uh, but yeah, you made a really good point where Ga that was Gaston's girl, and it just it didn't happen. So, uh, that's how you get revenge on Earth with Beauty and the Beast. So. <laughs> here's here's my thing too: no is bigger. if you if you really think about it, the fact that the Beast pretty much kidnaps Bell, locks her away. Gaston doesn't know what's happening within that castle. Like, he has no idea. He just knows that the woman he loves or lusts after, uh, yes. yeah, I think that's the one, um, has been abducted by a horrible beast. Like, you think about it. Put yourself in that situation. The person you want to be with, okay, Goes out to try to find her dad, who somehow gets away from wolves. Don't really know how that happened. Um, the beast takes her and says, I'll let your dad go if you stay. Then puts her in a tower. And all you know, or your only information is, there's a horrible beast that is holding my daughter captive. And you're saying, okay, I'm going to save the day. I'm going to go kill the beast. And it's all over. Okay. Okay. And at, wait, and if and, the beast wasn't cursed and never turned into a prince, then and Gaston would have saved the day. He would have been the hero in the story. Also, can I say this? I'm going to go even a step further. I don't think I don't think the marriage would have worked out long term if he hadn't turned back into the prince. 
Okay, hold on a second. Um, <laughs> this is some deep stuff now. Okay. Um, so, uh, so your argument is that based on the information he had available to him at had, the time, that's all he had. Yeah, he yeah. was making the right decision. All right. So or when here, does he ever get any other information? Well, he does because when she shows up. Correct. So. So have you never said, heard of hostage? Have you ever heard of a hostage situation to where, Joe? You could probably attest. You attest to this. You learn stuff like you're this. You're referring to Stockholm they, syndrome. They say things. <laughs> they say things that they that they don't really mean. Just trying to you know bring the situation down. Okay, what if yeah. what if Gaston's thinking, she's lying because she's being made to lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so you're referring to Stockholm syndrome. Um, which is where the a captor captive falls in love with their captor. Um, if you have, oh my gosh, it is Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, that's what she has. Well, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> so, Stockholm syndrome. But, yeah, I but, love it. But she had she had rebuffed his advances. All right. I'm I'm not completely buying into this just yet. I I do love I'm seeing both sides and I do love the argument. I'm but I'm not completely buying into it because she had rebuffed his advances and told him no, and literally thrown him into a puddle of mud with a pig on his head, like take a hint, big guy. Um, and then he's persistent. He is. He is very. And then, like. You see him turn when she goes, no, he'd never hurt anybody. He's a, uh, and he says, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear you had feelings for this animal. Like, so, like, there is a consciousness to his choices made in that moment. I'm not, I'm not completely taking away from the entire argument here. I'm just saying, let's look at it with, with both sides of the story, but I, I do hear what both of you are saying. I'm not buying. I'm definitely not buying into it as much as Justin is right now. I'm gonna go and say it. The Beast is the villain in this in this movie. We're, I'm gonna watch Beauty and the Beast back, just knowing that the Beast is the villain. Now in, this is in, it. Incorrect. <laughs> I'm gonna walk through the parks now and think of like, oh, I'm going through the Stockholm Syndrome meet and greet. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna go watch this play at Hollywood Studios where this girl gets abducted and then gets brainwashed into love. Should be the studying beast. in a criminal justice class. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow, I knew this One episode would go sideways already. I love it. It really has. Um, uh, really quickly, while we're talking about Stockholm Syndrome, have you watched? Um, why can I not think of it? The Heist on Netflix. Um, oh yeah, I watched that. Where you dubbed have different, in Spanish. Everyone watches it in different. No, is that that one? No, it's um, it's about um a team of people that break into a bank, and um, and they do a major bank heist, and it's so in depth, and there's eleven different turns in each of the seasons. But uh, there's somebody you meet in the first season who was uh one of their captives at the beginning, and then she joins up, and by the end of it, um, everybody is named after a city of the world. And so her name becomes Stockholm because she joins oh, in. So that's pretty anyway, genius. That's, no. that's what my head went to. If you haven't watched Did the you, heist, what? it is uh, in Spanish, and you have to like. Um, but it's I can't then do that. no, no. But it's then dubbed in, so their mouths don't move. It's like but, Squid Game. It's like Squid yeah. Game. Yeah. yeah. So, but it is dubbed in English, so you what don't have to. What was the Netflix show? I know you don't the Netflix like to show. Read. No. What was the Netflix show that? Um, <laughs> What was it called? That you so you would watch it, but every and it, every episode was a color, and every person got a different order watch order, oh. and they based it on your watch history in Netflix. No, I don't think I got into um, that one. So like, so like you would start maybe with like green, and your next one would be orange. But if you watched it, Dave, you might start with like blue and then purple, and like, and then each episode takes place at a different place in time. But they all finish the last episode. Everyone watches same um it's a unique man katie and i watched it super cool because like you'll watch it i love and that you have described this entire series but you still haven't actually given us the name I'm which means right no that just Netflix means that somebody else is going to randomly series. post in the group justin was talking uh, about different. 
All right. Uh, it's called Kaleidoscope. Oh, okay. All right. I'll Check look it, it out. Up. Netflix. Netflix is a streaming service, people. You can you can pay and watch. Um, let me move along. Great one, Mike. I am on board. Gaston, hero, beast. See you, buddy. Villain. Uh, Joe Q, man, I loved yours, and I am excited to get into this. Well, I'm sure our DDP family won't expect anything less from me, but uh, my villain is not somebody you would probably think of as a traditional villain. It's somebody that um, if you're in the villain's parking lot at the Magic Kingdom, you're definitely not going to see his picture <laughs> on a, uh, although you probably should, because my villain is a car. And uh, my villain was in Cars and Cars 3, even though we really don't like recognize Cars 3. Uh, but my villain is Chick Hicks. And uh, Chick Hicks, if you guys are you forgot what he is, he is the driver, or he is the number 86, uh, a 1979 Shyster Kremlin. And as a NASCAR fan and as an auto racing fan, I absolutely love those cars from the late 70s and early 80s. So that kind of drew me to, to Chick Hicks. But he's one of those guys that's always finishing second. And he's always, always finishing behind the king, which we know is based off of Richard Petty. And uh, he's tired of losing. He's losing all the time. And, you know, auto racing, it doesn't matter if you're a car or a driver, you want to win. You're a different breed. And uh, finishing second all the time gets really annoying. And when you're so close to getting that sponsorship with Dynaco, um, and then you get this rookie that comes along. His name is Lightning McQueen. And all of a sudden, he starts kicking your butt around the track. You get a little frustrated. And I kind of feel for the for the... I guess the car, <laughs> not the man, but the car, I guess. Right. And so as the movie progresses, you know, Chick Hicks becomes a little more, uh, say aggressive with his driving and, uh, which I kind of listen cars, it's stock car racing and rubbing is racing. And as the great Ricky Bobby would say, if he ain't first, you're last. And Chick Hicks was tired of finishing second. And now with lightning McQueen coming in a little cocky, he's got the new, he's a newer car. He's not an old car. Now he's finishing third and he hates it. So I would say this chick Hicks is not a villain because he's been, he's had his due. He's tried his best. He he's finished behind the King and the King is getting ready to retire soon. And the piston cup is ready for, for his taking, you know, and then he ends in that three-way tie and he's got to run for the playoff now. And he's got lightning McQueen all over him. And it's, I don't blame him for being frustrated. And this happens in, in our real life in NASCAR where, Guys put the bumper to somebody to spin them out. And Chick Hicks does nothing different than drivers in NASCAR and your local short tracks around the country would do. So in that fact, uh, and plus two, Chick Hicks drives for the hostile takeover bank. So you got to love that sponsor as well. I mean, that's just absolutely classic. But uh, to me, that's why he's not a villain because the dude has put his time in. He's raced. He's finished behind the king. And it's his turn to be on top of the Piston Cup. And you got a cocky guy who hasn't accomplished anything comes in and takes over. And it's like, I don't blame him for driving dirty. So, and doing what he has to do to win the Piston Cup. So, that's why Chick Hicks is not a Disney villain. First off, I don't know if there's another Disney movie where the lead character who's supposed to be the hero is less likable the first half of the movie than Cars. I don't think Lightning McQueen has a redeemable quality until 40 minutes into that movie. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's showing off. He's like, look at me, you know, like it's it's like, bro, like he reminds me of got... Duke basketball players. <laughs> just shots wow. fired. I don't know why. why? I just fired that. Wow, that's just I was a Kentucky what, fan. I just thought I was basketball right season. Like, I thought I would do that. I was about, I'm sorry. I, I was love a, everyone. I was about to just, go the other know. direction and be like, wait, Justin doesn't like a self-obsessed smarmy jerk who <laughs> thinks he's better than everybody else. What's going on here? Like, what what sort it's of an like episode in is mirror, this? Light and a queen to oh, chow. Okay, yeah. chow. I was I was going to say I agree with everything you're saying, but I see myself in him sometimes. <laughs> Me too. Every now and then, but it, there's a difference in being confident and being cocky. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's definitely and cocky. Lightning McQueen def is definitely cocky. And think about what it's like for for your buddy. You know what I mean? He's he's sitting there, like you said, he's been second forever. And all of a sudden he sees that, uh, you know, retirement's looming. And uh, he's like, man, now you got this new guy coming in and taking over everything. Right. He It'd be was... like if Dan started coming in and hosting the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dan is now Lightning McQueen. <laughs> Hang on. So he was uh, like, here's the thing is that Chick Hicks was going to get his moment in the sun. 
when the king yes. retired, he was going to get his moment in the sun. And he'd already been doing it for a while. So his moment in the sun was not going to be long as it was. Correct. And then and it, was, yeah. it gets cut short. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I came up with a perfect analogy. Okay. Oh, God. He is Prince Andrew. Or no, not Prince Andrew. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. No. He is Prince uh, or King Philip. Is that who's king right now? No, King Charles yes. is the king, king of King Charles. Charles. There we go. Okay, cool. He's King Charles because he's watched now for so long. You know, waited like, for his I, moment. At some point, waited for my moment you, in the sun. I love that you demonstrated that you have no understanding of British royalty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on a second. First off, I don't understand Americans' obsession with the royal family. I don't either. I Me just neither. don't get it. My wife loves it. I don't get it, man. Like, I enjoyed The Crown and kind of watching it, but I like historical stuff like that, but I don't get the obsession with it. As an Australian, Dude, even I, though you I was going to say, I grew away, up with this. She was on my money growing up. Like, I'm not yeah. going to speak ill I of the don't, woman. I, no, no, she's great. She's a fantastic, but I don't understand Americans' obsession. Mm. because we don't have it. That's why we don't have family. it. Yeah. Because, look, I don't obsess over people who lose. That's fired. America that's one no. To our British <laughs> listeners, sorry. Thank God we don't have our a lot. All our friends in the UK. Hard. I'm with I, you guys. I just love, I just love the Karen. way. I got you. Right, like, I love let's you guys. Go. You're the best. I just You're love the, the way that we. I re, I related you know beating the beast to Revenge of the Nerds, and we just took cars and related to the British monarchy. <laughs> There's some really uh, I, obscure links happening in this episode. This, might, this is classic tonight. This is so. great. Oh. I can't wait to <laughs> see what it. happens in the next couple. Um, Mike, opinion on Chick Hicks? Well, I wasn't going to use uh, the British. I was going to say more of like the uh, Tanya Harding, Nancy Carrigan kind of relationship. You oh, know, my God. That's oh. perfect. So there you go. Right. Wow. That's good, Mike. That was kind of At my, uh, my analogy with that. Mike within does, the realm of sport. <laughs> does, that mean, does that mean that... Tanya Harding is the she's not the villain in this. She's she's Chick X. Well, was her husband? It wasn't really her. You know, yeah, she knew about. I it. mean, that is true. It really wasn't what? her. It was no. man. What a unique story. You know that? <laughs> wow. Going completely sideways. <laughs> but I love Chick X. So uh, I'll say this: <laughs> even without our villains topic tonight, every time I watch Cars. Like I feel bad for Chick Hicks. So like this was actually easy for me to to come up with somebody. I was like, okay, oh my god! Uh, like, uh, really this. quickly, we were claiming we were talking, and only because I'm just trying to like do both sides of each of these arguments. Um, and I'm gonna need one of you to do it for mine in a moment. Um, we were just talking about how Lightning McQueen um is a jerk. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chick Hicks is also a bit of a jerk. Oh, he is. He was provoked, though. Was he, or was he just like that? He, he fit. Well, he finished second, but he was cranky because his time was coming. He knew he was about to take over yeah, and the he king got for first beaten. place, and he got beaten. But like I, but you get beaten and you get shown up. You know that's why he's like, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. All right. Punch so I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do better and fence, don't suck. As we say in NASCAR, so do better and don't you know, suck. You don't, you don't show up, somebody. You know? Yeah, you do. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna never watch a Disney movie the same. Now I'm just gonna watch everything, realizing that the villain is uh, there's some is misunderstood. Just misunderstood and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some hundred percent. So, um, are you segueing to me? Uh, you know what? Or do you, are you, you, you want to go next? Or you... No, let me go ahead and go. Yeah, you jump in and, and do yours. This one was easy for me because I think this person, she gets labeled as a villain and. It makes absolutely no sense to me because I understand, and I think we all would understand where she's coming from, and that's Wanda. Um, look, there. I don't know if there's another Disney. I'm doing villains in quotations. Uh, another Disney villain out there who has been through more than Wanda. I mean, let's think about it. She loses her parents right in front of her. Right, bomb falls. She can see it's made by Stark Industries, uh, loses her parents. Um, she loses her brother right in front of her. She loses vision. Everything that has built for her life, that everything she's wanted, 
has been stolen away from her. And not only that, you talk about a villain. If we're going to call her a villain, you have to call Tony Stark a villain because Tony Stark makes his money to create Iron Man based on bombs and and okay, well, all the well, stuff that well, Chris I am is team having. Iron Man, and if you were coming out and attacking Tony right now, this was I'll about right defending now. a villain. This is I'm not defending about, Wanda, but I have, to, build, I have to put other people out other there. People. Okay. All right. Now, I want to go back to the definition of a villain. A definition of a villain is a deliberate scoundrel. Love that word. A deliberate scoundrel. That means that you have intent on causing harm to others just to cause harm to others. So let's go to WandaVision, right? All these people are under her spell. Never once does she have intention to cause these people harm. Her only intention is to correct the mistakes that were made prior to this, and they are just kind of collateral damage. And if you really think about it, none of them have any harm. They're not physically harmed. They are just in a trance. That is it. I mean, that's it. Um... I mean, you can go back to Age of Ultron. You can see that the things she has done, overall, she does in her mindset for the good. Like, she she tries her best to do the, the, the good, but other people perceive it as bad. Also, I'm going to say this. I think when we look back at Wanda, her mental state is so... Um, fragile. So fragile. Thank you. I was looking for that word. You. It was lost. And she was so impressionable that I think the dark arts really had control over her a long time before she ever becomes a Scarlet Witch. So just to be clear, she does entrance slash enslave a couple of hundred people. Uh, the beast. <laughs> in a town. He didn't enslave them. Uh, they were, he, enslaved, they... he enslaved a Disney princess. It's even worse. Um, this is, this is not, but what about is it? Okay. Anyway, um, she enslaved a couple of hundred people so that she could live out her fantasy and preserve the memory of a cyborg corpse. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on a second. But to her, it's not a cyborg corpse to her. It is the love of her life, the person she was going to create. <laughs> she was going to create a family with. She was going to be with forever. Let's talk about some other characters, okay? Like I said, Tony Stark. Once again, not what about it? Two, two. Let's go. Let's let's go to Doctor Strange. You know, you see her, of course, in, in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange plays loosey goosey with the rules of magic left and right. He's just like, oh, okay, cool. And that might affect it that way, but I'm going to do it anyways. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about Captain America. Captain America is like, hey, I'm going to play um, loosey goosey with uh, staying in the past so I can be with my love, and that might affect things. But oh well, don't worry about it because it's all about me. Wanda does it, and all of a sudden they're like. Oh, you're horrible. You're a horrible person. No. Wanda is not a villain. Wanda's misunderstood. She's grieving. She's vulnerable. She's not a villain. Mike, way in here. Team Wanda for me. I think uh, I, I agree with Justin. I agree with what he's saying. And, uh, you know, when you have traumatic things, you know, sometimes you're misunderstood. Joe? Yes. Read the text What message. do you think? Is Wanda a villain? So am I being honest with our DDP family? Or yeah, no? of course. Yeah, I've never seen anything that she's in, but from what you describe, I think she had a lot against her. So I mean, she maybe was dealt some bad cards. So I wouldn't maybe hold everything against her. <laughs> so I just saw the text where Joe said, "I have no idea about Wanda." <laughs> it's That's a shame. Wanda Vision is great. But I will say this: you made a very convincing argument for her. So, dude, there you, you haven't go. seen Wanda Vision? I haven't. Wanda Vision is good. That's. And listen, like one division, one division drags for kill like me. three I'm, episodes, and then I all the puzzle pieces start to fit together. For, Just for like, really, I, I think I needed the reveal at the end of episode three to happen at the beginning, at the end of episode two. Like, I like well, I, I think just it's needed. Ah, uh, it just like I literally watched it, and I might be off by an episode. I think it might be four, and I, I wanted two. it in three. No, I did. I watched which, it. Which reveal are you stopped. talking about? I watched it and I stopped. I was like three episodes in, and then I was like, "Nah." And then I walked away from it and came back to it like 
three months later when, when everybody was still talking about it. So I went, maybe I should watch this again. Joe, you um Joe had to pee. It's not a big deal. Hold on, Joe, so okay. Joe I'm just gonna read all of Joe's texts. I, I put that read in all text. Joe's texts. I, I had a I had to run to the restroom. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really uh, quickly, Joe, you're aware that there's this thing called the Marvel franchise, right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Um there's a thing within that called the Avengers. You let me know when we lose you. <laughs> I got that. that okay, I got the whole it's mostly made up out of in villains California. like Tony Stark, Captain America, and uh, and like Captain Strange. America. So, oh, you totally like Captain America, Team Captain. Um, listen, Mike. I was supposed to watch him. Like my friend Florence, she's a listener. Shout out to Florence. She's was she was constantly texting me. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? I got through like two of them, and that's about as far as I got. So, Florence, do me a favor. Send me a message or post in the group. Do you agree with me that Wanda is a misunderstood grieving widow who all she wants in life is a little bit of happiness? She's for her entire life since childhood has been inundated with sadness and loss. And she has this moment where she's grieving and she can for because she has the power now create a place where she can live out her happiness. It doesn't make her a villain. <laughs> It doesn't make her a villain. It makes her a grieving widow. And I I understand, Wanda, where you're coming from. I agree. Wow. All right. <laughs> and with that. I think, we, I think we all know who the villain of the show is now. We do. We do. Dave. And with that, um, I'm going to take mine because when this episode was first put out there and I and – um, it was posted in our group chat. And I was like, yes, in defense of a villain. Like, in my head, I wanted to, like, take on one of the big ones. But, mm. I mean, Maleficent's really hard to defend. She's <laughs> um, Ursula, also really hard to defend. Don't get me wrong. I started down the path of making some arguments for them, and I and I think it can be done. Um, Judge Claude Frollo, I did not even entertain the idea of. Um, he may be and- one of the worst. Well, and mine that I've always, uh, mine, my hill that I will die on is that Lotso, I hate Lotso, and I will not even talk in his defense. I will not listen to an argument in his defense. I'm out. Um, so next time we do this, somebody should do that, and I'll just switch off for 10 minutes of the of the pod. <laughs> um, so I decided to go with someone who... I feel just gets in over their head. And we've all had that moment where we said, yeah, we can do something. We can achieve a goal. We can, and, and then we realize what's involved with that. And it may require more of us than we originally thought or intended to give. Um, and that is why I have chosen Dr. Facilier. All right. Because Dr. Facilier has, um, an interest in the dark arts. He lives in New Orleans and he is the shadow man, so to speak. Um, And he's probably used some of that influence to create a, a, a mythology around what he can do and whether it's simple card tricks or um, some smoke and mirrors. And then he comes upon um two people that, and he's really not the villain. He's the middleman um, who is basically has something being held against him to the, where these shadows are going to say, we're going to take you unless you deliver what we want. And so, yeah, he goes out and like, he's a, he's a mid-level mobster who has to go out and do some shady stuff um and winds up finding two individuals that want much more than they have or quite possibly deserve um and he says look i got some friends that i can do a deal with and if you give me this blood oath and this control, I'll give you what you're looking for. And, um, and then everything spirals from there because all he needed to do was maintain control of, um, of the frogs 
that would then allow him to complete the ritual that he'd been moved to by a, like a chess piece in order to uh, carry out on their behalf. And then he ends up having to chase them, make bigger and more grander deals with them to gain additional powers in order to get the frogs back and winds up, um, it winds up costing him his life. Like he takes the, takes the bullet for everybody else in the movie. Um, because yeah, he's, he's just the middleman. He got in over his head and he didn't know how to get out. That's yeah. my thoughts on this. Okay. So yes, let me go back to the definition of a villain. Okay. Villain is a deliberate scoundrel. I think that I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to play on the other side here. I can see All I'm right. going to be on a friend on the other Thanks. side. Um, see what I did there. Yeah. Uh, I think he deliberately tries to hurt people. I think, yes, yeah, so I think you're right. I don't think it's overall him. I think he is inundated by power, the power that he wants. And he he's almost at a, he he's almost under the control of Correct. the friends on the so other side. He's not doing it deliberately. He's being forced to, to do it. Okay, and you know what? Now I'm flipping because now it's one of those things where if he doesn't do it, he knows it's him on the line. Correct. Okay, so all he's doing is taking care of his own skin. When does it? You know me, I'm a people pleaser. It's really bad. Like I'm, I'm trying to be better about it. Like you know (laughs) what I mean? Like I really am. It's, it's, I really am. Like I'm trying to be better about it. I, I. I I think that I could almost relate to him. Prince Naveen may be more of a villain than he is. Welcome to the world where I got to with this in my head. I was like, wait, Naveen's the one who wants to, like, and makes this deal. He wants the money. He wants the yeah. to to be able to continue to live the high life that he's lived. Where and when we're talking about deliberately hurting people, he has a a grove of of conquests in his past that and he he talks about all the women that he's left behind um parties and things and he just wants to keep on doing that and he just wants to keep on hurting people and facilier sees him and says i'm going to give you a little bit of your own back and if I don't do it, it's me on the line. So, yeah, that's that's Mike. What do you think? <laughs> I see both sides of the coin with that. I, I guess he was put in a position where he kind of had to do what he had to do. But uh, you know, he once again, have that lustre. He's a mid-level mobster. Yeah, I, I I think he just put, he just dealing with the situation at hand, and I think that he did what he had to do at the time. I kind of Let me take this somewhere where you're really going to enjoy it, Dave, okay? Hey, hold on. I want to hear what Joe has to think before you do. I'm in, <clears throat> I've been on this podcast with Dave for a few years now, and I'm in no position to argue against Dave. I will stand by his side. I fully support your argument, Dave, on this. Does <laughs> this <laughs> so mean that I'm you haven't even... seen Princess and the Frog enough to make this argument? Is that what you're saying? Well, enough. He uh, he's never seen it. I've never seen it. At least, I know what, at least I know what the new Splash Mountain is going to be like. And by the way, thank you guys for exposing me in front of us. I was trying to skate by. I was nope. kind of staying quiet in the background. And you just got to go and bring me to the front. I appreciate that. Hey, I'm so. admitting all the movies I haven't seen. So Hang I don't want to hear it. Hang on a second, Joe. I was okay with like Wanda because in order to completely understand Wanda's, um, Wanda's journey and her and the argument that J- Justin was making, you need to have seen at least three a movies yeah. and mm-hmm. a six-part TV series. Yeah, you like, need, hold on, you need Age of Ultron, you need Captain America, um, or no, you need... Um, Civil War. Civil War, that's what you need. And then you need WandaVision. Well, no, you and also you need, need to see... Multi- well, no, I was planning on watching see, this before. Um, Infinity War as well. Infinity War. Because and you, you need to see need to Vision see... die. Well, you also need to see Doctor Strange too. And well, Doctor right, Strange so, also. So the next time I come, the next time I come to Charleston, and I got a pina colada and a pineapple in my hand, mm. what movie are we putting on? 
and then you can explain oh, to me what's going on. Be great. I love it. I love it. I'll stop it every four minutes. So Joe just, everybody here, yeah, every, yeah. Just everybody here knows I'm not the biggest movie person. So Dave is going to appreciate this right. so much. So Are you ready, Dave? I'm ready now. Now that I've heard where Joe I'm going to go. I'm going to compare two Disney movies, and they're going the, the villains from two Disney movies, and they're going to be absolutely perfect. Okay. You've Got really me? built this up now. Okay. I think that. When we look at like Naveen, okay, I think he's a villain through most of the movie. A lot like Mitch Wilkinson. Do you know Mitch Wilkinson? National Treasure Book of Secrets, who okay. is a villain through most of the movie, but has this redeeming quality at the end as he is about to drown and he says, Tell them I found it. Right? My question would be, and maybe we do a show about this in the future, how many heroes are villains for longer periods in a movie than they're actually heroes in it? Mm. Think about it. Well, Hercules, I'm... not lovable for the first, first part of the movie. He's not. He's not lovable. He's cocky and, you know, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. Naveen, same way. The Beast, same way. Great job, Mike. Uh, you know, there's a ton of Disney heroes that are not that are not likable for a long period of their movie. What is not to like about Hercules? I'm sorry, Cat and Look, I. The are soundtrack's going to amazing. It's the you? best. It's so we're, it's so good. It's so good. Like Cat and I are going to like like come at you real hard on this one. Okay, you can't go. No, it's probably one of my top five Disney movies, like or animated movies, like, and it's such an underrated you meet movie. Hercules as a like. Like the first time you meet him, he's a baby and he's adorable baby. and he's chewing on lightning. Um, but then when exactly. you when, That's you, not safe. when he actually talks, all he wants to do is play frisbee with his friends and well, these yeah. other like no, he's realize your potential, he's the good dude. Guy. What are you doing? Wow, wow. Yeah. And uh, he accidentally I... knocks down an entire forum. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, destroying accidentally. City. That's accidentally. That's a way to do it. Accidentally. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe. Um, uh, well, I don't know if I get your Mitch Wilkinson connection there. I mean, Mitch Wilkinson is he's like, the villain. No, no, for... I, I understand who he is. Like, he has such a redeeming quality at the end. He does, he does. But I don't know if it's the same as. I think it's different again to Naveen's. I but just want to talk about National Treasure I, because it's I know one of the, you do. Like, because like, Riley so Poole is the best sidekick that exists in stories. Well, and we named our daughter after the characters in that movie. So wow! Like it's wow. Riley Abigail. Riley yeah. Abigail Suter is her I name. Know. So. I know. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, I tell you what, DDP family. I hope you enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. I hope that this is one of those things that you can now go over to the DDP uh, Facebook group over there and tell us. What is your villain that you think is misunderstood? Because I know there's a ton out there that we weren't able to hit tonight. And do you agree with us? Do you agree that our villains are definitely misunderstood and maybe they're not villains after all? Uh, excited for you to go over there and check that out at the DDP Today Facebook family. You know, and when you're in the parks, if you're going around, you get to do some meet and greets with these villains or heroes, as I like to call them. If you know one of those specific ones, like Gaston, if you see him in the park and you want to get a picture with him, tell him that Mike from the DDP family thinks that he's a hero and not a villain. Take that picture, post it on our Facebook page, and you can almost guarantee you that would be a pick of the week. And you know what? That means it's my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you can help with my favorite thing every week is Picks of the Week. Joe, why don't you tell me, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week goes out to Lindsay Nicole. She posted a, uh, a picture of her wearing a spirit jersey, and she says it's officially spirit jersey season in Florida. Perfect weather for Santa Night at my school. And she's rocking a nice old school like Disney World with the old school logo from the 70s and 80s. Uh, like we said in, earlier in the show, it's been perfect uh, weather to wear that kind of uh, clothing here in Central Florida. And uh, so, yeah, so for that, Lindsay gets my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Dave, what's your pick of the week? There are certain ways to guarantee that I will give you my pick of the week. Um, if you can get a Bluey reference, uh, Ooh, uh, right, tied in with an Australian dessert um, that you found locally, uh, you're, you're going you're gonna to get mine. So I'm going to give a shout out to Faith Welt, Welt Richardson. Um, Faith 
there's a, a for those of you who aren't aware there is an episode of bluey where there is a special dessert that the mum makes um and it's sitting in the fridge and the two girls bluey and bingo are trying to figure out a way to eat it even though they know they're not meant to and so they start deciding that they're going to have a game where they form a restaurant and they're going to eat and serve and eat pavlova which is the dessert um We'll talk about the dessert in two seconds. Um, the uh, dad bandit knows that they're not meant to be doing that. So he decides to set up a edamame shop uh, right next door and um, and overthrow their, their small business idea um, and interfere with their plans. Um, I believe he's French serving up edamame, so. which makes mm -hmm. no sense at all because that's a Japanese... Anyway, um, but yeah, so um, so a pavlova is a meringue base, uh, which is very sweet and delicious, uh, topped with thickened cream. And then on top of that, it usually has fresh fruit or something like uh, chocolate on top of it. And it is to die for. Um, it is a little taste of home, as I mentioned. And then within the comment section of this photo, I actually even posted my mum's family recipe. Uh, so if you are looking to figure out what it is and try to uh, cook one, you are more than welcome to. Um, all you need to do is also tag me so that I can send a picture to my mom because uh, she loves finding out when other people have uh, learned how to cook this uh, incredibly delicious thing. And that was a really long way of saying that Faith gets my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I'm going over. Uh, Jonah Haven said, thankful for this podcast. Dude, we're thankful for you. Um, always makes my week better. Appreciate that. That really means a lot. Sometimes when you get behind these mics and you do it on a consistent basis, you kind of forget that you're talking to a lot of people and that sometimes that it's, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and those podcasts are, um, are a break for me in my day. And so I, I appreciate that. that. That really does mean a lot. Thank you for posting that. He said, thanks for being my top podcast for 2023. And that was uh, absolutely incredible. But I want to go to the comments too, because, um, uh, Maria Isabel Martinez uh, Almazan. I'm sorry if I if I got your name wrong. She said, same here. Thanks for approaching the Disney magic in my life every day. Um, and that really does mean a lot to be the top podcast for a lot of people. That's huge. That means you hung out with us more than you did anyone else in the podcast world over uh, the last uh, 12 months. And we appreciate you for that. You are the people who built this community. You're the people who continue to create this great community of, uh, of positivity and have fun with us and allow us the thing I want to, uh, especially after tonight's episode, the thing I want to thank you all guys most for is you allow us to do fun episodes like this. Look, this is not a show that we come out and we do nothing but Disney news or we just, you know, keep it just straight and have, you know, oh, you're you're only getting, uh, uh, you know, Disney facts. Facts are optional on the show. We're here to have fun. We're here to hopefully create conversation within you, your family, your friends. And uh, that's what tonight's show was all about. So thank you guys for allowing us to do that. Very cool. Great. And thank you for being part of our family. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Jamie Hebert. And uh, it's very cool. I know this time of year, a lot of magical elves are showing up. I know there's going to be a few popping up here and there in the next couple of days. It's that time of year. Uh, their magical elf showed up and they made a Disney Skyliner. Uh, it looks like their elf had so much fun, um, you know, popping in and doing some fun stuff and some, you know, making their own little gondola ride there. Looks super, super cool. And Jamie, you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. Uh, guys, so much stuff going on. Of course, I told you episode 323 is live now. That is when I had that amazing chat with Terry over at Basecamp about everything that we're doing to raise money for these incredible kids fighting this terrible disease. Some of the stuff that they do. Go listen to that. 45 minutes. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, really, really great stuff there. Also, first episode of DDP Sorcerer's Runaround Table is live as well. Check that out. If you are wanting to take that first step, you're wanting to really get in to uh, reaching your goals, this is the episode list to. It is Couch to 5K. I'm joined by the four guys over there, and uh, we chat about the first steps that you can make to reach your goal no matter what it is, just getting off the couch making that first step. And, of course, go over and join DDP Sorcerer's running family on Facebook. Tons of positivity over in that group as well. And like I said, we are raising money for Basecamp. 
This incredible charity does so much for these kids. It gives them a day to just breathe, realize they're kids, and just take a breath and take a second away from this terrible disease. And uh, listen, this is not a big charity. This is a small charity. Every single dollar you can give goes to the charity 100%, and it helps them unbelievably. You do not understand what five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars does for these for these this charity and these kids. Um, go listen to the episode, and you will hear just from Terry's own voice, someone who's been doing it now for three decades. Um, and it's incredible what we can do as a family. We can we can take our positivity that we have with Disney, and we can bring it to them, and we can make a difference in their lives. And that is so that is just such a positive thing. Uh, go over right now www.basecamp.org backslash ddp4bc. That's the number four. Uh, basecamp.org backslash ddp the number four bc donate today share that link let's uh hit that fifteen thousand dollars that will fund them um for an entire year not only doing their friday nights in where they can feed these kids but also delivering food to these kids at the hospital so this will help them unbelievably terry actually said to me the relationship we have with DDP is going to help us uh, in 2024 save what we try to do. And that will just tell you how a limited budget they work with. This is not a charity that they have money that they spread over multiple years. They live kind of year to year, and they they really do uh, require our generosity and, and our, our giving spirit, especially in this holiday season. So I I got to say, look, I, I, I don't mean to really get into this, but my daughter came to me. Uh, two days ago and she said dad can I have my allowance early and I said yeah what, what for buddy and she said because I want to give this month's allowance to base camp and I said yeah man of course you know of course and this is a 11 year old girl you know what I mean and so it kind of struck me it's like that giving spirit passes down our kids see it you know, and, and I'm not saying it has to be a big donation, but our kids see it and they, you know, they emulate us. And uh, it really touched me when she did that because, look, when I was 11 years old, I wasn't doing stuff like that. So um, anything you can give means a lot. Go listen to that episode. That It's, it's 45 minutes and it's, it really is special. I think you'll get a, you'll, you'll learn a lot about this incredible charity. So, Mike, I'm sorry. I know I was long winded and I took away from from your pick, um, but it is your turn, my friend. I, I uh, I'm sorry, buddy. I did my pick. Oh, you already did your pick. All right, perfect. Oh, I don't know. I got I got rolling about base camp. Uh, well, closing words then. Let's do that. Uh, Joe Q, coming to you. Well, first of all, it's great that Riley wanted to donate her uh, her uh, allowance underneath uh, Team Saratoga salary. Joe. So that that is salary. <laughs> so that is awesome. Thank you, Rye, for donating under uh, my team. But uh, no, seriously, great uh, episode tonight. That is a great cause. Uh, Justin. So when you're out there training, just remember you're uh, you know training for all the the kids that are there as well. It's a great charity. Um, but yeah, a great show tonight. Thank you guys for embarrassing me on that last one. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, now it's fun. I'm glad to be back. And uh, as I always say, Patreon stand by. You guys are on deck. Uh, Mike, uh, very cool. I'm glad we got to talk about some of our favorite villains tonight. Uh, we have to add another movie to Justin's must watch movie list. I'm gonna have to have a long conversation with him next weekend. I am looking forward to that. I cannot wait to watch Goodfellas with him. It's gonna be like uh, you know, walking into Disney for the first time and having that blown over look. I can't wait to see his reaction after watching that movie. But it's, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to hanging out with him for the weekend. Uh, looking forward to uh, recording with you guys soon on the Patreon. Love it, Dave. I want a live stream of Mike watching Justin watch Goodfellas. So oh, we could do that. I've got everything Play up here. We so could just good. set it up and just put it live. There's, yeah. there's going to be moments that happen and the three of us know some of those moments and like you're going to be looking to Justin really hoping that he gets it that he's pieced the puzzle together and that he like is getting into the movie because it's so iconic but I would want to watch me or in this case Mike watching Justin waiting for that moment so um that's no i actually disappeared for a second there um i think we just went down a hole realizing that yeah people actually listen to us i've been coming here for years just talking into the abyss i didn't realize people actually tune in i just have opinions <laughs> on weird stuff and stuff anyway um but no it is um an honor to be here i saw those uh, comments where people are everybody's screenshotting what they listen to on Spotify for this year and and DDP are coming out being like 
yeah, we listen to this. So uh, I love it. I appreciate it. Um, it may, it fills our hearts. Um, what also fills my heart is Riley donating. Come on. That's too cute. That's so gosh yeah, darn cute. That's awesome. You've done good, Justin. Yeah. You've done good, man. Very good. Um, no, I'm uh, a fun episode uh, in defense of a villain. I love it. We can do this again. There's there's many more to discuss. Let's get into Madam Mim. Good one. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've got, dude, I've got so a bunch many good of them ones. behind me. Just let's go old school with Pete. Like, it's a great one. Yeah. Misunderstood. Um, I like it. Syndrome. Syndrome's another yeah. one. The other good one is that uh, to wrap up, um, there's a meme that went around at one point that talked about how Encanto doesn't really have a villain. It's just um, a generational mistreatment <laughs> that is the, the overall villain of Encanto. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny, man. And I do. Um, <laughs> but well, no, I, it's great. I absolutely love it. Uh, DDP family, thanks for uh, hanging with us. Thanks for letting us do fun episodes like this. We appreciate you. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. See you guys. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.